Lunchtime replay from Money FM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust right here on Lunchtime on Money FM 89.3. Now imagine if you have children and yet you want to see the world and bring your children with you because nobody's going to be around to take care of your kids here in Singapore when you're not around or you don't trust anyone to take care of your kids. Well, it's... It's hard when you think about it to bring children when you travel. It's also hard for other people in the same flight with you when they see you bring children. They might start rolling their eyes. I'm talking from experience right here. But it doesn't have to be hard. I have author and mother of four boys, Dana Bahar Grossman, and she is the author of a book called Fight or Flight. Uh, Dana Bahar Grossman, welcome and shalom. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for having me. We're, we're talking about um, surviving, traveling with uh, children when you have to, to fly out. Um, let's get started. Why did you write this book? And I'm looking at the illustration right here, and it really looks like a children's book, but it's not. No, it's not. We started, <laughs> basically, the book, the book came to life because after 13 of being a mom, mm-hmm. you experience different you know, challenges when you fly with your kids. And you wish to have a guy like that, and nobody has ever written something no, like yeah. that, unfortunately and fortunately. <laughs> and um, a few months back, I took a flight by myself, which is a very rare moment. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. I checked in every all my belongings. I just went on board with my passport. Okay. And like an hour or two into the flight, this book just came to me, a divine moment. And I said, oh, my goodness, all these stories, all these tips that are in my brain. How come nobody wrote anything? But, of course, you know, I checked everything in. Mm -hmm. No laptop, no notebook. Of course, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? (laughs) I collected all the vomit bags. And (laughs) I started writing on them. (laughs) (laughs) Obsessively. So everything was written on the vomit bags. And I said, wow, this is my mission. If I can make someone's life easier, mm-hmm. for me, my soft spot is babies okay. and kids. I don't like them to see suffer or crying with no, you know, without a pos- possibility to help. So I said, if this book can go around and become viral, so I can help everybody travel better, even people, you know, people mm. like you that don't have kids. When you go and you roll your eyes and what have I done to deserve it? Please disappear, vanish, vanish. And for us, you know, the parents, when I see you rolling your eyes, said, oh, my God, he's going to hate me. So for all of us, this can be a great of help. And I see it as a mission also. I've decided that the book will be, will be the generator for funds for our charity for kids. Ah, okay. So, you know, I received it as a gift in this divine moment. So now we're going to give back 10% of the profits to the charity that we do in mm. Malaysia, Nepal, and Israel. Wow. Okay. So it's a good, you know, when you buy it, you're helping yourself, you're helping the kids, and you're helping this charity. So it's a win-win. And you're helping parents as well with yeah, yeah. Uh, some <laughs> tips. I'm looking at chapters here. Chapter one, the essential pre-flight operating procedure. So what would be your advice? So, yes. Yeah, so it's basically how to prepare for the flight. Mm-hmm. You know, when you fly by yourself, you can be light-headed or, you know, to do things in the last minute. With kids, I find it very beneficial and respectful to prepare things in advance. First of all, to pack together, to allow them to pick up their own things so they feel in control and they feel that they have a say. And number two, which is more important as far as I believe, is the mental preparation, you know, to tell them where are you heading, what's the Mm -hmm. schedule of the trip. Some young kids have these words that you would never even imagine. A friend of mine said that their child 
was worried what's going to happen with their pet when they're away. Really? He wasn't even aware that it's going to go to a dog sitter, you know, to be around. My kids, when they're like four, they were worried what's going to happen with their toys. So it's nice to set up, you know, a few days before we're going this place. We're going to visit this people. We'll sleep here or there. It's nice so you to get include. them involved in Correct. the whole planning process, Correct. Uh, which is good in, for, for the future as well when they know they're part of, of, you know, planning a trip for the holiday. Okay, what's next after that? What's next after that? So in terms of, for example, food and mm-hmm. sleeping arrangements and stuff that when you go by yourself. Do they have a choice. <laughs> yes. So th- we found it. You know, there's a phrase, maybe you know it. When you're hungry and angry, we call it hangry. Uh-huh. So kids, including myself, oh, yeah. I have to admit uh-huh. When you're hungry, you're becoming grumpy and then nothing works and everybody suffers from the energy. So just in case of preparing, you know, like planning ahead, for example, with my boys, I always feed them before we go to the airport. Mm. So they're not grumpy when we're reaching the terminal and they have three hours before they're going to be fed again. Right. We always pack their favorite snacks. I do that for myself. So for kids, it's even more important important because they don't know what to think. Exactly. They don't know how to plan. So it's a nice other life skill. Planning ahead, what's important for you in terms of toys, Activity pages, for example, uh, art and craft, food, sleeping. If you have a baby, it's nice for them to sleep a bit before. So when they go on board, they're not grumpy because they're sleepy. Mm. Um, We once took a flight that my boy was beyond, you know, his sleeping time. And it was a nightmare for us. I wanted to disappear. (laughs) You know, I wanted, I said, any God available, please take me now. But if you plan ahead and they sleep a bit before or you know that you're going to put them asleep and when you take off, all this planning and thinking is crucial in making life more smooth, I would say. All right. Let's hop on board now. We're on the plane. And for babies specifically, when they have that pressure on their ear, they don't know what it is. They start crying. And, you know, as a passenger, I understand this, but you can only tolerate up to so much. Uh, So what, I mean, how do parents handle such a thing? Um, I'm like you. I think when I fly a lot, I see that a lot of parents are not aware of the basic stuff that can be done, including the air crew. Mm -hmm. Number one, the younger they are, it's harder to control, right? Because a three-year-old, four-year-old, you tell them, listen, we're taking off, start to drink your water, start to drink your juice. You give them a lollipop that is age-appropriate or natural ingredients, whatever you prefer. You give them a chewing gum. You give them, you know, this soft toy that they chew on. Mm-hmm. The point is that when you move your jaws and you swallow your own saliva or any drink, the pressure will disappear. Exactly. With babies, mm-hmm. it's tricky. So what we usually do, if you're breastfeeding, excuse me, you're not, but if you are, <laughs> then breastfeeding is fantastic. They always want, because it's you know, it's a source of comfort. You breastfeed when you take off. So time it at that point. Time it at that point. The minute you take off from taxiing, you breastfeed. And when you land, it's most important. The descending takes 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's not about landing. It's about starting 40 minutes before. So the right. pressure doesn't, it's not being created. So breastfeeding, bottle feed, water, and even something really cool you take a cloth, you know, one of these baby's cloths, and you put inside an ice cube. Okay. And you let them suck on it so okay. they cannot swallow it, God forbid, and choke. Uh-huh. But they do enjoy when the... the ice melts. The ice melts so they swallow something, and it really helps with the air pressure. And every time I travel, I tell to the flight attendants, please tell them to breastfeed. Please tell them, oh, really, we didn't know. And you say, how often do you handle mm. this? And you still... 
You know, it's not a natural thing to do. So just a reminder. So airlines listening, this should be part of your cabin crew training. Yes. How to yeah. uh, remind mothers uh, to to make sure that their kids, especially the babies, are swallowing during takeoff yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. landing. That's, that's a very important consideration uh, to think of. It's very difficult for parents, I think, as much as it is difficult for other passengers, but more so for parents, especially on late night flights. I've seen a recent flight where the parents were so tired they just fell asleep and I was on the front row <laughs> with the baby <laughs> the baby was crying the parents oh were sleeping and really they, yes and it had to be a cabin crew who came in to wake them up to to cuddle the baby Ooh. because the parents were just dead tired so this is I have never seen something like that and usually, I mean, nature has created us parents with this instinct to wake up when the baby is crying. But, but it was maybe, a 2 a.m. flight. Exactly. So. They just, you know, they collapsed, mm-hmm. poor people. So it's maybe this is a tip for people like you that are traveling without kids. I highly recommend and encourage people to really put their empathy shield before you go on board. First of all, to have the empathy and the patience towards those babies. Nobody wants them to cry. And they are really sometimes hopeless and they do suffer from overheat and overcold, they are thirsty and people don't know what to do, mm-hmm. they have the ear pressure, etc., etc. But also, if you need to, then it's okay to wake up the gentleman next to you and say, hey, dude, your baby is crying, <laughs> you, you passed out, we try to cuddle, we try to offer, but I think he needs you, you know, just to be active and to approach them. And it is very challenging for parents, especially when you travel by yourself and you have a few kids under your supervision, you know, when you have a family of more than one child. That's why I highly recommend parents to try to nap before you're taking the flight or whenever your baby or your child is falling asleep to have a nap as well. And we Mm. laugh at it in the book. I say, watch a movie when they go to college. Forget the movie now. Forget, you know, the entertainment for yourself. Focus on the sleeping because even when you sleep for an hour, you're already more energized and more cooperative. You know, you're not very grumpy. You're not uh, losing the patient. And... If you're really suffering, ask for help, you know. It's okay to ask, to, you know, to ask the flight attendant to help or someone, you know, like you that is sitting next to me to say, would you mind if you're awake and watching a movie, would you mind pay attention to the baby? I, I want to nap for 20 minutes, wake me up when he's, you know. Okay. I personally would love that because I love kids and I do play <laughs> around with babies whenever I walk around a plane when I see them, but it might not work for everyone. But that's a good point. Again, you ask the flight attendant for help or somebody sitting beside yeah. you if they're friendly enough or smile at your baby or play with them, right? Yeah. Okay, now we survive. <laughs> we, we've survived the flight. Let's let's just say everyone survived the flight. Uh, also for, for uh, people flying without their babies, um, noise-canceling headphones sometimes help as yeah. well. And a glass of alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, It helps put you at ease. Okay, you've arrived at your destination. How do you control um, the the children's uh, energy level behavior? They will be very excited at the beginning of the day, but towards the end of the day, again, they get grumpy and tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am a a big believer of running around and burning this energy. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I arrive to the terminal and when I come back, you know, as a Lending person, I allow them to move around before we leave the, the, the before we leave the terminal. We allow them to run around. Mm-hmm. We go to the washroom. We wash our face. Again, we eat, regardless of what happened on the on the craft on the aircraft. You know, it's like a bubble. We right. look at it as a bubble. We eat when we land. 
we rock around, we let them run around, if there's like a garden to the terminal or whatever, before we go on a taxi again. Okay. You know, sometimes you reach to a destination that you need to drive another two hours in a car. It's a nightmare for everybody. Mm-hmm. You do some, some stretches, you go maybe to a playground, a lot of airlines, you know, and places that you go and visit, they have a playground outside or they have a lounge that you can go and visit because they have some kind of gymboree or something like that. So pay attention to this time from landing to departure of the terminal again and let them be free, even toddlers, you know, and babies. Just put a blanket somewhere and let them crawl a bit so they're not so stiff, you know, in the carrier, in the bus in it. They're always, you know, they're too much. I've seen, I mean, I have nieces and nephews and they were very restless inside their baby car seats, for example, and they just start crying. So that's a good point. You'd let them sort of use up their energy before your ride. Yeah, I think it's important. Okay. What would make a we talking about everything you talked about and everything we know, it it's it's not easy to travel with with a child, but is it rewarding at the end of the day? Yes, it is. Period. <laughs> Listen, the tip number one in the book, let's be honest, tip number one is leave them behind if you can. Travel okay, with okay. no kids, All yeah? Right. Let's be honest. There are trips they should be that I believe I should do without my kids. They can grow up, save their own money, travel by themselves, or there are trips that are not family-oriented necessarily. Mm -hmm. I do believe that any destination can become a family destination if you make it this way. And I do believe in general that it's all about mindset. So if you come in ease, you feel like you prepared yourself in advance, you packed very well, and also you have this mindset and this tranquility that if something goes wrong, then something goes wrong. We have no control over life. We can just do our best to prepare for <laughs> mm-hmm. any situation. And if we are surprised, then we are surprised. Then take a deep breath. Go wash your face. Eat something. Cry a bit or whatever. You know, whatever makes you feel better. And move on. This is life. If I travel I with my baby. <laughs> it's, it's just take it as it comes, right? Take it as it comes. But, you know, Tim, we traveled once with my baby. And he was with diarrhea for 13 oh. hours. Mm. And seriously, the worst most nightmare flight we've ever had. But he was the one suffering. But we had, you know, six or seven sets of clothes and we changed it and we had 10 diapers and then we borrowed diapers from others. Mm. It was a whole operation. And yet we took it as we said, okay, you know what? It's a shitty situation, double meaning. (laughs) And it is what it is. We just need to handle it. So we made fun of it. We started to laugh and it was over. And you and survived. And you survived. Wrote a, you wrote a book. And we wrote a book. <laughs> which is very, very useful for a lot of people. Now, there are, you know, I started my first trip. I think I was already five or six years old. And my parents made sure that we are used to this traveling thing yeah. uh, since we were kids. But now I can see, like, my sisters would take her one-year-old on a trip to Vancouver, which was very far I mean, we're lucky enough that our kids are, my, my nieces and nephews are well behaved uh, yeah. in that sense. But what, I've, okay, this is one thing I want to hear your opinion about. I once boarded a flight. Uh, parents came on board with toddlers and the mother said to the father, okay, where's the cough syrup? Where's the what? Cough syrup to sedate ah, their kids ooh, for okay. the flight. Is that helpful? Is that something that should be done? So, okay, I'm only telling my opinion, and every parent has the right to decide for themselves. Mm -hmm. I personally don't like to to give drugs to my kids. I was shocked myself when I heard that. I tell you what, they are, I'm not trying to be like, you know, like saint here. First of all, they are natural drops. Mm -hmm. 
and natural remedies or natural syrup or drinks like chamomile tea, chamomile drops, etc., that you can give your child if he's very active and you know already in advance that this is going to be the situation, I would go, I would prefer naturally the natural options. I would go to a homeopath, a homeopathic version. I would take them to acupuncture, you know, Chinese medicine. I would give it like this chamomile tea and stuff like that. Having said that, I know that there are kids that are super sensitive to things that are, you know, without, beyond their control, mm-hmm. and they literally lose it on the airplane, then I would suggest to take an advice from a doctor and to see what can be done. Okay. I personally don't drunk my kids. I okay. don't believe in it, but I don't know what's going on in other families, so exactly. I don't want to, you know, I don't want. But if it's just to make your life easier, then maybe <laughs> wait, you know, let them be a bit older before you travel. Or there are so many um, accessories these days that can make your life easier. You can take the car seat and they sit comfortably in it. Mm-hmm. You can take there's this inflatable cushion that closes the gap between your seat and the seat bef- in front of you. So they literally have a bed that they can play on. You bring these stick notes, you bring Play-Doh, you bring crayons. You choose the flight time accordingly. So if your child is super active, then fly at night. Mm-hmm. Let them be active beforehand. They go on board, they, they watch a small cartoon, you let them eat, and they do doze off. Mm-hmm. But this is my, you know, that's what I would suggest. A long time ago, or one of the airlines around the region suggested having a family zone on, on an airplane where you book that, you know, few rows, which will be yeah. mostly parents and children to stay away so, so that they're away from the rest of the travelers who might be bothered by crying kids. What do you think? Should, should, should this be done? First of all, I think it's an option that can be fair for those who have no kids. Mm-hmm. I think it can be a nightmare for us, for the families, to be surrounded <laughs> just by families. Oh, my God, I think I would stay home. Japan Airlines recently just published this option ah, that you can that, choose that, yes, your exactly. sitting plan according mm-hmm. to where, where a kid baby. would be. And these people were very criticized about it. Oh, how can they do it? And you know what? I actually think that this can be a very, like, mild solution because when you go and choose your seat if you know that the front seat is with the bassinet then you know what go to 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 the back don't complain about the baby anyway the baby won't complain about you exactly they charge for seats in the front anyway so (laughs) you might as well save your money so So i wouldn't i i I don't think it's a bad idea i think there are ways to do it in in you know to make it very settled or very mild so people Mm -hmm. are not suffering from overnoise because if you put the whole families together not as a joke now one baby will wake up another baby and will create, you know, ceremonia. You'll ah, have a bigger noise. True. So like I'm not sure orchestra. it's the best, like an orchestra, <laughs> exactly. So I'm not sure it is the best, but it's, it's an option to explore. Well, I guess the good thing is there are ways to travel with children and babies in a more sane manner. If you want to learn more, you can grab this book, Fight or Flight, The Survival Guide for Flying with Kids by Dana. Dana, where can they get this book? They can get it on Amazon, of course. Mm-hmm. It's in Kinukunya. Hallelujah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. And the best way to buy it is to go to my website because it's an affiliate with Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's basically generate additional presenter that goes directly to the charity. Ah, okay. So can I share the sure, website? Sure, yes, please do. So it's Parents. So it's D-A-N-A-S-T-I-P-S-F-O-R. P-A-R-E-N-T-S, Dana's Tips for Parents. And then it goes from Amazon at the moment. Okay. There's also a um, digital version if you want the Kindle one. 
And at the end, we put, you know... There are games. Um, there the are end. games and activity pages and breathing exercise and meditation and a note from the captain. It's really rich as additional things to give to the kids. And the most important thing that I think is very beneficial for the parents is that I've created, um, you know, like a packing list for each age. Ah, And okay. there is a place to put your own notes. And I think it's very, it's helpful. Like we try to help people. All right, Dana. Thank you very much for sharing your tips with us. Of course, you can get that book by visiting Dana's uh, website or Amazon or Kinokuniya. Thank you very much uh, again, Dana. You're listening to Travel Tips with Your Kids here on Hashtag Wanderlust with Dana Bahar Grosman, a mother and author of this book. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.